0: Hi, friends. Welcome back to another wonderful episode of The Gospel According to Stupid. I'm Johnny Waters, your wonderful host to this wonderful world we call life and this book we call the Bible. And let me tell you right now, I'm not that great of a guide. So, oh, stuff and new things. I got an email. That's exciting, right? Um, from a lovely lady named Linda, who is an oncologist out in Georgia. Uh, let me just read her first little email. We've been sending stuff back and forth, but she's got some stuff, and I think she's just right for, for us to be, well, me, to be preaching stuff I don't know anything about. And she seems to be enjoying this stuff. So here we go. Um, she's also a preacher's kid, Southern Baptist, and forever recovering uh, from such. I see such people fight with medical illness and die on a daily basis. I sign hundreds of death certificates a year. I have a big problem with Christianity that preaches Jesus died for believers only. Can't blame her for that, right? I believe he died for all. Why should our salvation depend on our own decision, our own understanding, and God forbid you should actually be born into a Hindu family. I am searching for a gospel I can believe. I have read all the uh, apologetic books, took seminary classes. I can debate with the best of them, but I am desperately trying to unlearn my fundamental faith. I am my patient's advocate, and if they happen to get cancer and die before they actually have a chance to choose, quote unquote, uh, Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior, then they are fucked. I just don't get it. This is their second chance. Where's their second chance? Etc. So I enjoy your parody. Yay! I think you are a believer, probably. Uh, you aren't disrespectful. Uh, uh, <laughs> Lucky me. You illustrate irony, and whether you mean to or not, you give me peace. Aww. You say it the way I feel. Thank you. Ah. It was a very nice email, and I really appreciated it. And it wasn't I wasn't necessarily down or nothing like that, but it certainly gave me a nice little push to to continue doing this thing uh, that I call a podcast. And so, thank you, Linda. Thank you so much. I'm I'm really digging the emails and. And so on. Um, and yeah, where where does it become like a thing where... Uh, yeah, where is the second chance? I mean, you only got one shot at this. And if, uh, you know, you don't believe it... I, I mean, if you don't know it exists, how are you supposed to be saved by it? And if you are told to by it but reject it, are you still going to hell even though it may or may not be one, you know so therein lies a bunch of issues our my god can beat up your god and so on and so forth um yeah it's an interesting thing i think we just need to go through life and figure it out on our own and in fact i read a lovely thing if the, you, the, 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 those of you who have read and or saw a uh, hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy it was a short thing but i saw it uh apparent so There was a question posed to a big-ass computer, and it was supposed to be able to uh, computate everything and anything and solve everything. And so, of course, they ask it the question, what is the meaning of life? And it tells them to, you know, all right, processing, you know, and it tells them to wait like a 1,000 years, and it comes up with the answer. The answer to uh, the meaning of life is 42. And everyone's like, what the hell? And apparently that's computer speak for whatever you want it to be. That's what it is. Like, it's an apo- Like, the 42 is a stand in and code for an apostrophe, which is blah, blah, blah. Anyway, it's a code, basically, to say 42 equals whatever you want it to be. Anything. So, in this case, it would mean, uh, what's the meaning of life? Whatever you want it to be. That's it. That's all there is. And when you break it down to that, holy crap. There's. Whoo! That's pretty simplistic and easy to go. So, But uh, for now, I hope you guys enjoy the podcast. And please keep sending me emails if you feel the need. Uh, Linda was one to jump in and really just, I don't know, she didn't take one for the team or nothing, but she certainly jumped out and said hello, and I absolutely loved it. And again, it's about 100% chance if you send me an email, uh, I will definitely probably read your email on this uh, dealio. Uh, still have the fat cat hanging around here. Other new news, uh, not much, not really. Uh, back to being poor, because I'm spending all sorts of money left and right on certain things, but, you know, I gotta, some of it I didn't have to spend that much money on, mostly on being nice, because my girly likes me to look nice, and I'm a slob, so, but it's all good, it's all good. Also, to remind you all, if you're interested in books and things, you like audiobooks, you like hearing my voice, you like hearing all the different voices, well, I have two new audiobooks out right now, one of which is called Bloodwalker. It is on audible.com, both of these books, in fact. Please check it out. I do still have codes for it that you can get this book for free. As well as the second book, if you're into uh, historical fiction, but it's mostly historical and less fiction-ish, you can check out Brutal Valor. Uh the battle the uh battle at of Asandalwana. It's about the Zulus and the British invasion and what kind of went down went down there and it was uh it was a mess. So but these books are very, very good. In fact, it's one it's probably my most retweeted thing ever, the Bloodwalker one, because the author reached out to me and I'm just getting notifications left and right about everything. And the cat just jumped on the table here onto my desk. So Oh, boy. This is going to get real interesting right now. Okay. So, without further ado, let's begin the podcast. Yeah. Okay, so we left off uh, with another boring chapter of how God wants his buildings made. And uh, that was cool. You know, whatever. So... We're going to get through about uh, two here, and we're going to do 38 and 39, uh, and then later on this week or whatever, we'll do uh, 40, and then kind of a review of what I remember reading, basically, and then after that, we're going to get into drunk podcasting. Yeah, that's going to be exciting, right? So we're going to be doing that, and I'll probably try to do, because i got to figure out scheduling, right? Uh, I probably should be able to do two a week, but please don't get mad at me if I only put out the one. Cause uh, you know scheduling and make sure gotta get drunk and gotta figure out the time frame. Do I drive later? All that. So, it's a mess. So, we're making remaking the altar. I think, I think that's what's going on. Okey-dokey, chapter thirty-eight. Uh, and he made the altar a burnt offering of shittim wood. Five cubits was the length thereof, and five cubits was the breadth thereof. It was a four-square, and three cubits the height thereof. So a nice big, almost square. And he made the horns thereof, the four corners of it. The horns whereof thereof were of the same. And he overlaid it with brass. And he made all the vessels of the altar, the pots, and the shovels, and the ba- uh, base, basins, basins, and the flesh hooks. Ugh. And the firepans and the vessels thereof he made of brass, and he made the altar of brazen grate of network under the compass thereof, beneath unto the midst of it. Neat. Uh, and he cast four rings the four ends the gate of brass to be places for the staves. And he made the staves of shittim wood and overlaid them with brass. And he put the staves in the rings, the sides of the altar, to bear it withal. He made the altar hollow with boards. Neat. And he made a laver, laver, louver, laver, blabler of brass, and the foot of it brass, and of the looking-glasses of the women assembling, which assembled at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. Okay, brass forever. And he made the court, and the south side, southward, the hangings of the court were of fine twine linen, a hundred cubits, nice and big. The circus tent is taking shape. Uh, the pillars were 20, and their brazen sockets 20, and the hooks of the pillars and the fillets were silver. Oh, I, I swear to God. Okay, we're going to just power through, guys. We're going to power through. It's going to be great. And on the north side, the hangings were an hundred cubits. Their pillars were twenty, and their sockets of brass twenty. The hooks of the pillars and their fillets of silver. And for the west side were hangings of fifty cubits, their pillars ten, and their sockets ten. The hooks of the pillars and their fillets of silver. And of the east side, eastward, fifty cubits. The hangings of the ones side of the gate were fifteen cubits, their pillars three, and their sockets three. Who needs to know this shit? And for the other side of the court gate on this hand and that hand were hangings of fifteen. Cupids, their pillars three, and their sockets three. All uh, the hangings of the court round about were of fine twined linen, and the sockets of the pillars were of brass, and the hooks of the pillars and their fillets of silver were overlaying of their chapiters of silver, and all the pillars of the court were filleted with silver, and the hangings for the gate of the court was needlework of blue and purple and scarlet and fine twine linen, and twenty cubits was the length, and the height in the breadth was five cubits answerable to the hangings of the court. And their pillars were four, and their sockets of brass four, and their hooks of silver, and their overlaying of their trapitors are their fillets of silver. And in the pins of the tabernacle in the court round about were of brass, needle. Uh, this is the sum of the tabernacle, even of the tabernacle of testimony, as it was counted according to the commandment of Moses for the service of the Levites by the hand of Ithamar's son to Aaron the priest. And Bezaliel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah, made all that the Lord commanded Moses. Bezaliel, the first, uh, God damn it the first engineer the very first engineer who does not get nearly enough credit and it seems to me that everyone around him seems to get enough and or, and, or more credit than than is needed uh Bezaliel bazalial uh wonderful person son of uri the son of her tribe of judah wonderful man build stuff moses said build this and god will tell me in no uncertain terms exactly what is needed okay that's not too bad Do you have a measuring stick? Only in cubits. Thank Christ. All right, here we go. Yay, it all worked out. And with him was Aholiab, son of Hishamach, of the tribe of Dan, an engraver, and a cunning workman, And an embroiderer in blue and purple and in scarlet and fine linen. But for fuck's sake, do not ask about yellow or green or any other color. But man, can he embroider blue, purple, and scarlet and fine linen. That guy, he's your man. He can only do certain colors because his eyeballs are fucked. But, uh, yeah, so he's a good guy. Aholiab and uh, uh, are are kick-ass and wonderful. All the gold that was occupied in the work of the work of the holy place, even the gold of the offering, was twenty and nine talents. Huh? What the fuck is a talent? Yeah, I'm asking that question. ha! <laughs> funny. <laughs> Laughter hiding real pain. And seven hundred and thirty shekels after the shekel of the sanctuary. Okay. Um. Okay. So we I know we bought land earlier for like four hundred and something shekels, right? So for 730 shekels, is that 29 talents? Is that how that works? Is that the exchange rate? Because it's cool, I guess. So this is a very expensive sort of thing. We're only building a, an altar and a little shitty linen, whatever the fuck. And it costs, god damn the cat, costs more than, uh, than a bunch of land and someone to bury someone in a mountain. So, uh, yeah, there's that. You Nito. Know. <sighs> yeah, the cat distracted me. Just jumped up on this empty area over here, and I know it's kind of cute, but I know he's going to step on something and just going to... He's a fat ass, and I don't want him to break anything. And he's just in the way. So, yeah, interruptions. Okay, so... And the silver of them that were numbered of the congregation was an hundred talents and a thousand seven hundred and and fifteen shekels after the shekel of the sanctuary. Um, not, is this what it's worth? Is this what we can buy it for in, uh, like, um, real estate value? Because that's what I'm getting. Uh, a becca for every man. That's B-E-K-A-H. Very interesting way to spell Rebecca, maybe. And maybe this is a way that we get to those 72 virgins that happens in other religions. Uh, we gave you all a Becca. A Rebecca? No, just one Becca. So not a Rebecca, just a Becca. Right, we're not re reing Becca, you know? <laughs> but seriously. Uh, that is half a shekel. Hmm, a Becca is half a shekel. I should let people know this. After the shekel of the sanctuary, for everyone that went uh, to be numbered from 20 years old and upward, for 600,000 and 3,550 men. So, originally we started with 200,000 men, right? Leaving uh, Egypt. And now we have 600,000, 600,000, 3,550 men. Six zero three five five zero, and so everyone gets half a shekel. Oh, that's right. We're uh, we're redoing this. We're rehashing it a second time. Everybody gets half a shekel, but you give that shekel right back to the, to the uh you know the fucking ah the, the church, and and the hundred talents of silver were cast to the sockets of the sanctuary and the sockets of the vial, a uh, hundred sockets of the hundred talents. A talent for a socket. Don't understand. But I am imagining right now, if you have a talent, uh, you get put in a socket, much like what people do when they want to get their names onto, like, park benches and things. That's what I assume. Let's assume that. Yes, yes, I'm the leader in this fucking vessel. Let's go. And the 1,775 shekels he made hooks for the pillars and overlaid their chapters and filleted them. So... Is it either with that money he bought these things to make it good, or with that money he literally painted the inside of this church? Because now we have, because one way we have, a, oh, we spent a lot of money on this church, or we have a God that likes his money inside the place. Not a God I really like. Um, but, you know, maybe we have a jealous and greedy God. At least he's open about it, I guess. Um, fuck, I lost my place. Uh, And the brass of the offering was 70 talents and 2,400 shekels. Fuck, a duck. Actually, I don't know if those numbers work out right. You know what? I don't care. And therewith he made the sockets of the door of the tabernacle of the congregation, the brazen altar and the brazen gate for it, and all the vessels of the altar. And the sockets of the court round about, and the sockets of the court gate, and all the pins of the tabernacle, all the pins of the court round about. Neato. We now know how to rebuild this shit. Uh, chapter 39. And of the blue and purple and scarlet, which were made by Maholiob, or whatever the fuck, uh, they made cloths of service to do service in the holy place and made their holy garments for Aaron. I thought we did this, as the Lord commanded Moses. And he, oh, not again. Uh, okay. You know what? We're, we're just going to go through it. We're going to muscle through so we can get drunk. And he made a ephod, or vest, of gold, blue and purple and scarlet and fine twine linen. And they did beat the gold into thin plates and cut it into wires to work it in the blue and in the purple and the scarlet and in the fine linen with cunning work. They made shoulder pieces for it to couple it together by the two edges that it was coupled together. And the curious girdle of the ephod, because I imagine Aaron's a fat piece of shit, wha- that was upon it, was the same. According to the work thereof of gold and blue and purple and scarlet and fine twine linen, As the Lord commanded Moses, and they wrought onyx stones enclosed in ounces of gold graven as signets are graven with the names of the children of Israel. Oh, neato, we have names of everybody on this thing. And he put them on the shoulders of the Ephod where they should be stones for the memorial of the children of Israel as the Lord commanded the Moses. Sweet. And he made a breastplate of cunning work like the work of the ephod of gold and blue and purple and scarlet and fine twine linen. Ugh. It was four square, uh, not like the game you play at recess. It was four square, meaning something four and four of those. And they made the breastplate double because he's a fat ass. A span was the length thereof and the span and breadth thereof being doubled because we need a big fat fuck. Uh, we need a double X. uh Uh, F-S, that's double-X-L four-square, please, for Aaron, the massive guy who's gonna make some calves, and it's not gonna be a fun time. And they sent in it four rows of stone. The first row was a sardius, a topaz, and a carbuncle. This was the first row. Oh, this makes actually, yeah, so reading it like that makes these things sound a little bit better. And the second row, an emerald... A sapphire and a diamond. And the third row, a, liguriru, a ligur, liguire, ligure, a lagyre, ligur, an agate, and an amethyst. And I think I already went through the Diablo 2 reference before. I'm not about to do it again. And the fourth row, a beryl and an onyx and a jasper. Jasper! And they were enclosed in ounces of gold in their enclosings. Neat! Oh, man, did this book need an editor. Uh, And the stones were according to the names of Judah and Israel. Twelve according to their names, like the engravings of a signet. Every one with his name, according to the twelve tribes. Neat, great. "'Wonderful. Remember from whence you came. "'You will bear these burdens on your shoulders, "'and you will lead the tribes of Israel into the Promised Land "'that you, Aaron, who are wearing these fine robes, "'have fucked up but can be redeemed. "'Or you will fuck up, because I'm not sure if the beginning part was a dream "'or why we're repeating things that have already kind of happened. "'It doesn't really matter. "'But here we are. We have people going, "'Ah, we made a calf and we fucked up again!' but if they do it a second time, then I'm really beginning to wonder if this site is the one I should be reading. Yeah. And they made mm, upon the breastplate chains at the ends a wreathen work of pure gold, because we like our flashy priests, don't we? Hmm. Altar boys can speak to that. And they made two ounces of gold, two rings of gold, and put the two rings on the two ends of the breastplate, and they... Put the two wreath and chains of gold, and the two rings, and the ends of the breastplate. You know what? Let's just say it. I really kind of hope that this is a much more, you know, they pierced his nips like Batman breast armor. You know, they just, you know, George Clooney. We saw the nipples through the on the armor, and we just, and we wrung the gold in between. Ah, it was sexy. It was kind of hot, but fuck, is Aaron fat? Uh, they put two wreathen chains of gold in the two rings and breastplate, and the two ends of the wreathen gold chains were fastened in the two ounces and put them on the shoulder piece. Oh, well, that ruined my plan. In the shoulder pieces, not the tits. And they made two rings of gold and put them on the two ends of the breastplate upon the border of it, which was on the side of the ephod inward. And they made two other golden rings and put them on the two sides of the ephod underneath. <sighs> okay toward the fore part of it over and against the other coupling thereof above the curious girdle of the afad curious girdle what the shit does that mean the curious girdle it sounds like something i would put my dick in um although girdle to me is something to be like, are you getting fat around the stomach are you drinking way too many fucking beers no problem Introducing the girdle, the most unattractive name you can give to any piece of uh, clothing. And you're going to put it right around that fat stomach of yours and just wear that thing so you don't look like a fat piece of shit. I'm sorry for those of you who have to wear a girdle, but this is just a skinny kid talking about this stuff. Mm. Sorry. Anyway. the cu- But the curious girdle, like, uh, it seems to be going pretty low, you know, I you know where it's going. <laughs> Or some shit. And where are those two rings going, anyway? And then, underside, underneath? Okay, so if we're going real kinky with this, and I'm already trying to picture it, do we pierce his balls with the other end of them? I mean, why not? Let's just do that. The chains go from shoulder pieces, but I like to picture they go right through the nips and are clamped right to the testes. Could be fun. Let's get kinky in the Bible. But they didn't. I don't understand it. I wish there was a picture. Can there be a picture? Let's get a picture. I want a picture. And they did bind the breastplate by his rings unto the rings of the ephod with a lace of blue, that it might be above the curious girdle of the ephod, because we want a little bit of fabric around there, because we're already pinching the, tit- uh, well, pinching the tits and pinching the tests. Uh, and that was the breastplate might not be loosed from the ephod, as the Lord commanded Moses. Ah, so you'll never remove this damn thing. And he made the robe of ephod of woven work, all of blue. Blue is the God's color, apparently. So, remember this. Blue is the god's color. Uh, and there was a hole in the midst of the robe, <laughs> as the hole of a Habergaard. Herbergian. habergian, Whatever the fuck. With a band round about the hole. <laughs> round about the hole. Uh, that it should not rend. Oh, so he hemmed it. Nice. And they made upon the hems of the robe pomegranates of blue and purple and scarlet and twined linen. Why pomegranates? What's the deal with pomegranates? They're not that great. Even drinking them are kind of eh. I mean, eh, they're all right. They're not my first fruit. I'm ever gonna really give a two shits about. And they made bells of pure gold and put the bells between the pomegranates upon the hem of the robe around about between the pomegranates. Hmm. So you're jingling giant big red orbs, big red balls, if you will. Ding-a-ling-a-ling-a-ling. Yeah, fun. A bell and a pomegranate, a bell and a pomegranate, round about the hem of the robe to minister in, as the Lord commanded Moses. Why a pomegranate? Fuck if I know. And they made coats of fine linen of woven work for Aaron and for his sons, and a meter of fine, a meter, M-I-T-R-E, not M-E-T-E-R, of fine linen, and goodly bonnets of fine linen, and linen breeches of fine twine linen, linen forever, and a girdle of fine twine linen, and a blue and purple and scarlet and needlework, and as the Lord commanded Moses, Uh, they made the plate of the holy crown of pure gold and wrote upon it a writing, like uh, to the engravings of this signet, Holiness to the Lord. Okay, so we make this crown that says Holiness to the Lord on it, which is nice, cool, neat. I'm picturing a Game of Thrones sort of deal with some really shitty engraving on there. Ping, 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 ping. Holiness to the Lord, sir. And they tied unto it a lace of blue, more blue, guys, to fasten it on high upon the meter as the Lord commanded Moses. Think about this, fine people. If you're wearing blue, you're in God's team. Any other color, fuck off. Uh, So if you're ever in a fight with someone in the office, be like, well, at least I'm wearing God's color, Janet. Go fuck yourself. Thus... Was all the work of the tabernacle of the tent, the congregation finished, and the children of Israel did according to all the Lord commanded Moses, so did they. Yay! Did they fuck up again? Hope not, but they probably built a golden calf just to go, Fuck you! Uh, and they brought the tabernacle unto Moses, the tent, and all his furniture and tatches, and boards, and bars, and pillars, and his sockets, and the coverings of the ram's skins dyed red, and the coverings of the badger's skins, and the veil of the covering, the ark of the testimony, and the staves thereof, and the mercy seat, the table, and all the vessels thereof, and the shewbread. Uh, The pure candlestick with the lamps thereof, even with the lamps to be set in order, and all the vessels thereof, and the oil for light, and the golden altar, and the anointing oil, and the seed incense, and the hanging of the tabernacle door, the brazen altar, and the brass, the gate of brass, his staves and all his vessels, the laver, and his foot. The hangings of the court, his pillars, his sockets, and the hangings of the court gate, his cords and pins, and all the vessels of service, the tabernacle for the tent of the congregation, the cloths of service to do service in the holy place, and the holy garments for Aaron, the priest, and his son's garments to minister in the priest's office. According to all that the Lord commanded Moses, so the children of Israel made all the work. I'm also beginning to see why, uh, why fucking Pharaoh liked these Hebrew folk. They do what they're told. And Moses did look upon all the work, and behold, they had done it as the Lord had commanded. Even so, uh, had they done it, and Moses blessed them, despite the fact of a little bit of a golden calf thing, and it was great. Wonderful. Great. We have to reiterate all these motherfucking things, and I have to deal with it. Isn't that great? Isn't that great, everybody? Fun. So, okay. Hmm. If you have any thoughts, that's it for me today. If you have any thoughts, questions, concerns, feels, feeling the need to reach out, maybe get noticed, get your name out on a podcast that might live forever or just die in the hands of other folks, no problem. Send me an email to according to stupid at gmail.com. It will be in the show notes, I promise. Uh, and if you go there, you email me, you can send me all sorts of notes, fan mail, hate mail, whatever sort of mail, you can be like, good job, or fuck off, it's great. I'm all for it. Uh, You can find me also on the Patreon, It's also in the show notes, as well as you can find those links to those books I was talking about earlier, in case you're thinking on checking those out, or any other uh, books that I have a title to, uh, that I have my wonderful voice attached, uh, on the show notes as well. So, thank you all so much for listening. Have a wonderful day, and the cat will attack soon. Toodles, Bye. Hey, you thirsty bitches, go to bensound.com and you will find everything you want. God damn it, cat.